this is Splice. And here I am. Hi. Priya. Hi. Yes, Rishad. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Welcome to Splice Lo-Fi, July 16th, 2021. This is our weekly live audio check-in with the Splice community to see what everyone is up to. We're recording this, and of course, we would love for you to speak openly. And if you want to be taken off the record, let us know. We'll edit you out in post. Otherwise, this is going to go out to the internet as it is. Uh, put yourself on mute if you're not speaking. Unmute yourself when you're speaking. Remember, of course, this is a conversation, which means we would love to hear your questions. And also, by the way, we've turned Lo-Fi into a podcast, so it's easier for you to listen to this if you miss the session. Just look up Splice Lo-Fi in your favorite podcast app, unless it's Apple Podcasts, which still hasn't added us, um, not in a week. So apparently it takes a long time with Apple Podcasts. Today, we're speaking with Priya Tuvasheri from Chambal Media in India. Uh, Priya's a an independent documentary filmmaker and a TV producer. And she's currently an executive producer with our friends at Chambal Media, who run the amazing Kabar Laharia. Uh, Priya, uh, you're, you've just launched a new training academy for women journalists in rural communities, which we find very inspiring. Uh, how did this come about? Uh I think it's it was always there with Kabbalaria. One of the Kabbalaria founder, Kavita, recently was speaking at a forum, and I am quoting her. Uh, she was telling, we were trained as uh, journalist reporters two decades back, and then we became journalists. And it was always a dream that we want more of our tribe across uh, Indian uh, small towns and villages. Uh, like right now, we have a newsroom in Bundelkhand, which is one of the rural uh, rural part in India, and a, like a fully women-run news channel is functioning from there. So we want that to be multiplied across different belts of uh, Indian villages and small towns. And how will that happen? And I think it was COVID uh, came. Uh, like maybe a booster in some ways, like everything was pulling us down. But this gave us like opened up like ideas. How can we do this? Like these were trainings which we were doing offline, directly residential. Uh, we were like Kavalaria in the past have trained more than 400 women, uh, but over two decades. But how can we do it faster? And I think the online uh, idea just popped up and it was booming. And we thought like, why not explore that? But it definitely comes with a lot of challenges. But I think we are learning on the way. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to clarify, this is a uh, an online-only uh, training that you're doing. Is that correct? Uh, the vision is definitely become a self-sustaining online course. But right now, we just launched this month with, uh, with a vision to tra train 270 girls across three states. Uh, and it's a pilot project and we it's we are as I said we are also learning because there is a lot of challenges in terms of rural uh, internet and we are also targeting girls who don't even own their own mobile phones so there are students even in the current batch of 30 uh, who don't own their own mobile phones so they are actually asking their brother or father can I I want to do this course can I have the mobile for an hour or two hours so uh, keeping all that in mind, the course has been designed so that the children has like, for example, there are six modules. It is scattered over four or five weeks and they have enough time. We are calculating, OK, in a way, in an average, this is the time they can devote for this course. And that could be maybe at 11 o'clock at night or seven in the morning. So that will be the time when maybe the phone is free in the house. You know, there could be a shared phone. How will you do that? 
so keeping all that in mind we are designing it and we want to make sure that things are done in the right way uh, because converting something which is completely offline and especially a professional course and especially a course like this where uh, Uh, especially for a rural audience you are actually not just teaching them a course but also breaking a lot of things which are there in the mind about gender patriarchy caste because on ground in rural india especially the news is not just uh, like for example a hand pump is not working it's not just a hand pump not working but there is angle of patriarchy gender caste class into it so how will you teach them you know how will you say that small things which are happening in your house has the angle of gender and caste into it so all that so we are doing a offline plus online model right now that means weekly we are meeting uh, students in batches in through zoom so that we make sure we are having interactions we have made uh, social groups where there is constant conversations happening there is a local coordinator who's like a local mentor teacher who is always interacting and talking to them so the during the pilot phase it's a hybrid model but we want to Uh, bring in all the learnings we have through this pilot into the course and it make it self sustaining online course can you talk a little bit about about some of the the logistical issues here um uh, you know all of us take take mobile phones and the internet for granted you know and that it's always available to all of us um can you talk a little bit more about some of the challenges around people getting access to you know to their parents phone or their husband's phone or or something like that like you know is there is there a way to work around such a problem yeah many levels uh, the, the, like the a few of the students who are coming out they have for example they have a facebook account because facebook when internet boom happened in rural india uh, that was a platform which was really taking up people were they people were using it for entertainment and facebook and youtube were very popular uh, and the percentage of people who are using is definitely more with men because they are owning the men and even now we are having the reports for example like, you know if you give a phone to a, a girl you will spoil her you know she will run away she will make a boyfriend uh, so all that challenges are there but how to break all this and tell them you know this is not just entertainment it is also along with entertainment entertainment is definitely important but along with it this could be a source of people to get empowered and learn something um and with online courses happening around like it be an english coaching class etc uh, people are slowly getting aware okay this is happening but we have a long way to grow but um, the statistics and the Uh, information which we are getting is like we are going to see a big boom in the next five years. The percentage of rural audience, especially women, are going to increase drastically. But that also brings to a point: what are they consuming? What is the kind of news or entertainment they are consuming? Is it is mainly something which an urban person uh, sitting in a studio uh, deciding or designing what they should watch? it's not a news they see about their village or about a town they know it's about a far away land where, where they had never been you know the news doesn't just happen in metros like bangalore delhi and bombay and kolkata you know it is beyond that uh like talking about the challenges 
oh yeah we have like i said like we have a lot of students who don't own their mobile phones uh so we we definitely want to see if they are really interested and if they are at least show that interest that i want to do this course uh we would like to support them or help them with you know resources we do have fellowships for students in the long run and few of the students who is doing this current course will be working with us for another two months um as trainers uh because we want to use them as to reach out to girls around uh, their locality uh so that is going to happen priya i just wanted to talk about something cool you were telling us before we kicked off the episode uh about the symbolism around uh what it means to be uh not just a, a reporter or a journalist in these rural mm -hmm. communities but the symbolism and and perhaps the associated power around being a woman journalist uh, can you can you remind us about that um, yeah uh, i was talking about on having a microphone not just a lapel mic uh, but a hand mic with a, a with a logo of a media channel like because a most mic. sorry Uh, like a visible mic that people yeah, can see. Yeah, visible, visible hand mic. Um, because Wonderful. initially, initially when we started Kabbalaria, uh, it was just a mobile phone. There was no mics or anything. Then we understood that because of the noise and everything, we need a mic. And the cheapest and the fastest thing we could provide them was a lapel mic, which would definitely go into a, a mobile phone. Uh, but um, uh, later i we, we just tried out a hand mic and the reporter was so happy that you know she was telling like because uh, we have to imagine that you yeah, they are into spaces where you know let it be a let it be a panchayat office like a block office or a police station or any public spaces it's a majority men space and even your co journalists are men so if you want to get a bite if you want want to get an interview uh there is an automatic tendency like there are people don't even recognize you as a journalist and first she has to assert herself as you know hello i am a journalist and i need your bite you need to talk to me to get that attention she says that that mic becomes a symbol you know so once we introduced one mic everyone said that we need that you know it's not just about the audio quality but also that identity it come it comes with that mic this is also need to be seen from a background when you know when these reporters were starting off their career the family didn't support them they were thinking like where are you stepping where why are you so late so they had they had they had fight fought for a very long journey to be a journalist and now things have changed their economic power uh, the 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 respect they earn from you know officers and uh, even like from a different upper caste person because most of our reporters are are girls and women from marginal community from muslim dalit um obc uh, backgrounds um, so to give that get that power i think they found that this mic is a visible thing to say that assert i am a journalist i think it's really quite amazing that that the microphone with a with a flag on it has such <laughs> symbolic power um and and you know and and basically empowers them to uh, to ask questions. I've never quite thought about it that way uh, even for for someone who's come from TV. Um you know again like we take so many of these things for granted. Um what what else can you can you tell us about about you know um how how these these women reporters um are working in that space because it, you know every time you tell us something about 
how difficult it is for them to get the job done. Um, I'm sure there must be other stories that that come with that. Yeah, Alan, uh, I can also speak from you know my personal journey. Like I go, I started with a mainstream. Uh, national television, where uh, traveling to a place, uh, even, okay, we go to rural India when there is election happening, when there is a murder or a rape happening, you know, uh, so that makes news from rural India. Uh, uh, so, and even if that is happening, it's like, it's, it's a luxury. You book a, you book the, your next flight, you don't care how much it is costing. Uh, you stay in the best hotels provide, you travel in good travel. Like there is a luxury comes with your journalism. But when I started traveling with our local reporters, like I was hearing stories, you go to villages where there are no roads, you know, uh, where never ever uh, villagers had seen a journalist. I remember like there was this one incident from last year during COVID lockdown, uh, our reporters went to a tribal village um, and there the women, uh, their living uh, was made mainly through collecting wood from forest and they traveled by train and they sell it and they get money. And they were not aware that lockdown happened and the train stopped traveling and they didn't have any source of income and they were actually living on salt and rice. And this is like, we are talking about which century and this is happening. And our reporters went by, they had to walk into the village very many kilometers to actually reach there. And when they reached, I remember there was this video which we got uh, where they were singing along like the women followed the reporters till the end of the village, singing a song saying, you know, uh, sisters, you came to our village, you know, you heard our stories, you heard our pain. Uh, that was such an emotional image which came to our uh, WhatsApp messages, you know, these women are singing, they made a folk song out of their experience of this huge journalist who came to visit them and document their story. You know, I think that, that makes um, why, Chambal Academy does need to exist. These are stories which will be unheard or unknown. Uh, these are stories which will never come out of pandemic or the yeah, pandemic is uh, like gave a booster to these kind of things. But uh, like these are stories otherwise, which is happening in day to day and we'll definitely miss it. And that is actually the vision of uh, Khabar Area or Chambal Media that, you know, redefining news and newsmakers. Um, we really need to change that definition. Uh, we should bring journalism outside metros. We need like everyday rural reality also to be, you know, the news headlines which should tickle in every channel. You know, um, that image is a profoundly moving uh, image and, and it strikes me, you know, from, from what you're saying, uh, I mean, it reminds all of us that journalism means so many different things in so many different cultures, right? Um, exactly. The way you're talking about it, you know, um, these are women who are hungry. They're, you know, they're suffering from the the bullshit of the patriarchy uh, for generations, and they see this as a symbol of of power and of of freedom and of you know and of of empowerment. I mean, it's 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 amazing um, what what journalism can actually mean. Um, it, a little more about the a little more about the program, uh, Priya. Uh, do this two hundred and seventy women start working on projects as part of their training, or or what so, happens at the end? So we, yeah. uh, so the first it is going to be uh, running in batches. So the first batch, which is currently running, is thirty students. 
they are 10 students each from three states uh, bihar mp and up uh, and uh, they are hand picked students uh, we reached out to our network and told told them that you know we are looking for some students who has the potential to become trainers because we like our real audience the targeted audience will like that means like 18 to 30 plus uh, women uh, they They, they will be they are not they need not be a girl who went to a university you know it could be a someone who finished their uh, schooling um, so uh, so that kind of audience how will we reach out uh, so that's why we thought of hand picking this 30 girls who had done maybe a graduation uh, maybe finished their plus 2 but have some kind of organizational background or some working with some ngo so that they have some uh, ability to Um, motivate other girls from their local uh, area and the training pro- the course is completely online uh, it is divided into six modules and the actual news is uh, will the syllabus will only start in the third module the first and second module as i told it is actually preparing them you know to tell them understand make them you know what is gender what is patriarchy what what is news and what is it being a journalist and being a rural journalist and being a female journalist so teaching them all that basics and then getting into the core of you know the three stages of news production and finally not just teaching them how news is made but also their safety because we felt that that's a very important part we should cover you know the me too cases doesn't just happen in urban cities it happens in the rural mohallas and uh, basties so how how to deal with them how can they take care of themselves and when it came to rural journalists it's not just about uh, online safety because right now that is everybody is talking about digital safety but for a rural audience uh, there will be people who are trolling them but they will be your co-passenger in your bus or they'll be you will encounter them in a in a lonely street how will you deal with such situations so we added one chapter which is completely focusing on safety and hearing experiences from reporters how do they deal with they should not feel that oh, it's just happening to them uh, they should feel that you know you are you're part of a community like you, there is there are cases which have happened and this is how our reporters dealt with such situations uh, so learning one from peers and also give them a sense that they are part of a community the the course is designed that like that like a student from bihar is interacting with a student from up so we they, we give them exercises where they need to make a call or leave a whatsapp message or do make audio calls uh, and interact uh, we give them subjects maybe watch a report and interact we give them some lead questions so the course is designed in such a, such a way that they just don't learn a course in a in some part of uh, rural india but also learn that you know there is somebody out there like you in from another state so we are building a community also along with doing this course uh at this point we're 22 minutes uh past the hour here i just want to quickly open this up for for questions uh we've got people here from all over asia um so i'm sure there are plenty of interesting questions for for priya feel free to jump in unmute yourselves or if you'd rather your voice wasn't on this just type it into the telegram chat and we'll ask hi priya this is juni lao here in singapore um i'm just curious uh once the 
the training is completed, then uh, you know which outlets do their content uh, go on to, and you know what has been the experience, you know, once these stories are, are out there. So uh, definitely from the current batch, we uh, we want to like Kabbalaria want to expand to other states. So we definitely look out for few reporters who we can hire. We are also giving some fellowships so that they can start off themselves. So uh, like they should be able to start their own independent YouTube channels, etc. And in our past experience, we had seen that uh, students became uh, independent stringers, etc. And nowadays, especially after COVID, we have been getting a lot of um, uh, messages and uh, emails about uh, NGOs who really want people to document their stories happening locally uh, because everything switched uh, to online, right? Even their case studies, they wanted to send it to their um, uh, people who are funding them. So they want like people to document. So we do see that as possibility. And we are also teaching them how to make interviews, do research, etc. So they also have that kind of possibility. So they will have basic photography and videography, uh, interview research skills uh, using their mobile phones. So all those avenues will start post that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, actually, this morning, uh, Alan shared some articles on, you know, uh, journalism and influencers and you know things that we can learn from influencers i'm just curious what what is your your take on some of these uh, techniques and tactics that uh, influencers deploy yeah i'm completely onto it like if we need more and more uh, people coming forward and telling this to like so i completely encourage and when we we, ha we have been thinking of you know going for youtube shorts etc where you don't need an editor, but how can you do it themselves? Because most of the girls we are meeting, they are very familiar with Instagram and TikTok. And I think TikTok really brought a boom in rural India, how uh, media can be created. Uh, people in rural India found a voice and identity and even a source of income using uh, those platforms. Um, uh, so yeah, open, like I, we definitely want, like we, like, it, that we really want to break the idea how a news should look like so it need not be the traditional television uh formats which we are seeing so we definitely want our students to explore and uh, find their own uh, ways of telling stories absolutely very, very good point. Seen, yeah we've seen uh well I, I came from broadcast background as well you know i was in broadcast for like 15 years and, and taught students after that uh I'm I'm wondering how you see the 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 shape of you know visual journalism and, and visual storytelling evolving and and what have you seen you know coming out of uh, you know these actually amateur filmmakers that that you are training uh, you know mm -hmm. we, we come from a very traditional TV uh, broadcast background but uh, of course uh, creators content creators are constantly sort of reinventing the language of uh, video and visual storytelling what what do you see coming out of this. I can completely relate to what you're speaking uh, because, uh, like I said, I worked with the national television for a decade. And when I joined, I remember the initial months I was trying to assert what I had learned. And I, and I thought, this is what it, how it should be. And when I checked it with the numbers, which is reflecting so much of effort going in packaging, how it looks, uh, uh, clean images, stab stabilized shots, you know, uh, but that was not working. So for me, it was actually unlearning and learning from my reporters that, you know, 
this is a different kind of journalism and i should be open and i should not create this boundary of how this news should look like and uh, yeah that that was a lot of learning and for me like uh, when i designed this for first course like i did five years of mass communication three years of graduation and two years of masters and i learned particular things and definitely we all broke that journalism course when we actually started working um and here we were combining both our experience of learning and working into this course and also understanding like how can we closest be to the reality how can we give students that like when we tell them there is a danger we are actually telling them what is the danger and we are also telling them this is how it could be resolved and with formats we are like even the final exercise the students are going to do after completing the course we are just going to give them themes how they want to tell the story will be completely up to them and we are really excited to see how these students are going to then uh, because we don't want to mold them in a particular way we are making that mold flexible for them to fit in we are just giving that material for more that molding the shape is something they could design I think that's so true. Thanks, thanks so much. Because you know, it's learning and the unlearning, and I think we learn as much from our students as we 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 teach them as well. Yeah. Well done. It, yeah, it was very exciting. For example, like when we when the chapter on patriarchy and gender was done, and we were having a interaction, and I asked them, "Can you give me examples from your reality about you know what is patriarchy or gender?" Then she then there were students who told me, you know. i remembered uh, my mother telling me you know when i'm stepping out take your 8 year old brother along with you uh, that is patriarchy or gender so it was very exciting she like the mother felt that you know 8 year old younger brother will protect this uh, 20 year old girl uh, then there was another woman a muslim woman who who told me that you know when they were serving food uh, you know the mother always give the good pieces to the boy or the husband and Yeah, like a chicken. If it is a chicken day, you get the good pieces are gone for the men, and the women are left with small pieces. That is uh, inequality. So it was very interesting. And even one one example which a student said, uh, uh, there was she lives in a Bihar uh, slum, and um, uh, there was some some reporter who came from urban space, and they did a story, and she felt that you know it, the story didn't give gestures, it didn't go in depth. they didn't get what was the real story and she, it was the beginning of the course and she said i wished that day that you know if i was that journalist i could have done it differently uh, then we just told her that's exactly what we want like what is that difference and how can you bring that different what would that different story be like you know why didn't you go do go and do it after this course yeah we are quite excited to see how these girls like these are all dreams and there is some definitely some kind of learning happening on the way from each other all right let's take one last question we're slightly overrunning as as it is right now um one more question please anyone or not <laughs> all right rishad shall we wrap this up then i think we should yes indeed um listen that was priya tuvashri from chambal media uh Thank you so much everybody for coming and thank you Priya for your stories. We we need to have more conversations in general uh about what uh, this exciting work that you're doing uh but also we have so much to learn from you. Um thank you so much for your time and knowledge. Thank you everybody. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Thank you Priya. Thank you everybody. 
Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Splice.